0: SMS SAFM now on 41391. Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli, Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. 20 minutes after 10 and we are speaking um, health issues. We see that as the malaria season begins in the southern part of Africa uh, we need to be very, very aware of some of the complications and, uh, and and then the picture that COVID-19 has painted when it comes to communicable diseases. I'd like to welcome our A-Team guest Jayshree Iraman who's affiliated with the Centre for Emerging Zoonotic and Parasitic Diseases, National Institute for Communicable Diseases, WITS a Research Institute of mala- for Malaria, University of the Witwass and also UP Institute for Sustainable Malaria Control at the University of Pretoria. Thank you very much for joining us, Jayshree. How are you this evening? Thank you and hope you fine i'm good thank you very much for asking now we are aware that uh, south africa as a whole our, our malaria issue is not that much rife but we do have areas that are hotspots for malaria could you please uh, perhaps take us through these hotspots so we are you know still aware that there is malaria in uh, south africa oh
1: absolutely um there are three provinces where malaria is endemic so it's definitely found in kwaZulu natal in Pumalanga and Lumpurpo, but through control, we've managed to push it really quite far back. So it's really around the border. area. So it's in these provinces, closer to the borders that we share with our, um, our neighbouring countries that have much higher area
0: burdens. And with the, the COVID-19 pandemic um, that has broken out, how, how much has it uh, caused a bit of alarm around uh, uh, malaria and how we could effectively uh, curb malaria?
1: So it's been very interesting because the Southern Hemisphere, we, we had the COVID peak while malaria was very low. We haven't actually seen what COVID has done to malaria or our malaria treatment. What we were very concerned about was whether it was going to affect our malaria control interventions that normally start quite early in the malaria season around September. But uh, we've managed to get those going. So, so far, we haven't actually seen anything negative in terms of COVID negatively impacting malaria. But we are concerned that the symptoms are similar. So people might be, as we move into the malaria season, by thinking they have COVID when they might be having malaria. Because Fever is a common symptom to both.
0: My goodness. So so obviously healthcare professionals need to be very aware when diagnosing um, a a patient to know Uh, whether it is malaria or it could be COVID-19.
1: Absolutely. And so that's why we're trying to stress at the start of the malaria season, if anybody does travel to a malaria area for a holiday and they come back and they start feeling the flu symptoms or things that everybody thinks is COVID, when they go to the health professional, they must mention that they have been on holiday to a malaria endemic area so that the health professional will think that they should test for both COVID-19 and malaria.
0: Now, talking about the hot spots for malaria, we are aware that in Southern Africa, uh, there are 14 out of the 16 Southern African countries which have the malaria um, you know, endemic. Could you perhaps tell us which are the two that don't?
1: Um, it's, um, it is... The future because it's too it's too high it's too cold as well, and the other country is Seychelles.
0: And why Seychelles? Because is it because of the altitude? Because the weather in the Seychelles is warmer.
1: Um, so they seem to think it might be in, in Seychelles. No one is really sure. They seem to think that there might just not be enough mammals that would have allowed it, the uh, mosquito to and the parasite to evolve correctly. Um, that's just the theory, but no one is really sure as to why it, malaria is not found in the Seychelles.
0: We are talking uh, to Jayshree Raman and we are looking at uh, the malaria and um, the fact that the season for the malaria is uh, has approached us. And uh, we need to be very careful, especially around COVID-19 and the, the picture that it has painted, because both present themselves, malaria and um, and COVID-19, present themselves with those symptoms of having fever and the likes. 18 teamers, let me remind you that we'd like to hear from you. You can dial in on 11 714 or 011-714-4045. You can also WhatsApp on 0614-104-107. For SMSs, send them to 41391. Ajay, uh, Shri, let's look at how do we then control malaria in the times of COVID nineteen.
1: So it's it, it's really quite quite simple really. So if you you know you got to make sure that you don't have standing water around so you can allow mosquitoes to breed. Um, so that's one of the most the most important things to control It's just preventing breeding areas for the mosquito. But if you want to prevent yourself from getting Um, Larry, it's quite funny because the advice is is almost opposite to what you're going to say for COVID-19. You've got to keep your windows and and doors shut so you don't want fresh air to come in. You don't want the mosquitoes to come in at night. Um, And, you know, so that is quite different from what you say for COVID because you definitely want a lot more air circulating. Um, and also, if you are outdoors during dusk and dawn or, or late in the evening, you've just got to make sure that you cover yourself properly to prevent yourself from being bitten by the mosquito. So long pants, long sleeve shirts, socks, um, or wearing, you know, insect repellent are really the, main, the, the most simplest ways to prevent yourself from getting uh, bitten by a mosquito. <laughs>
0: So we need to avoid getting bitten by mosquitoes at all costs. Uh, but we also need to be aware of uh, things like what we wear between dusk and dawn. But I'm one of those people. If, there's a, if there are mosquitoes in an area, I'm the first person to tell you because they bite me. <laughs> they bite, you know, I'm, I'm, people will say, but uh, I don't have a bite. And Patricia, to you know, will have bites all over. Is there a reason why mosquitoes will will be attracted to a particular blood type or a particular um, odor as opposed to another one?
1: So there's definitely quite a few studies that have come on to say there are specific odors and there are specific blood types, but it's not very, you know, they, they have shown studies, but it hasn't, necessarily um worked out to be you know mass appeal but they definitely have been studies that there are certain odors that are much stronger and certain blood types that mosquitoes seem to be more attracted to but they will bite anybody in the closest that is is closest to them so if they have an option if you are the first one to bite they will bite you you know if they have to select if there are a lot of people they will go to the first one to bite uh, to, to bite them so what? Are... Deb- go ahead Sorry, yeah? No, I was just going to say there's, there there are a lot of uh, you know studies that are trying to find out what they like, but they definitely are very much attracted to carbon dioxide. So if, if people are giving off a lot more carbon dioxide, um, that is going to attract uh, the mosquitoes towards them. So so that that's definitely one of the biggest signs of what attracts mosquitoes to people.
0: Hmm. All right. And uh, I've also heard that if a person contracts malaria in a foreign country, so for instance, you're in Mozambique and you're South African, you need to be treated in that particular country before you come back to South Africa um, because the strains are different. Is this true?
1: No, certainly not. Um, you know, we get a lot of cases in South Africa of people that have contracted malaria in Mozambique. So it, it, it's not the strain is different. What, what sometimes happens is that if you present much later at a hospital, you, you tend to get more severe malaria, um, and that has severe consequences. So the earlier that you present at a, a health facility and get tested and treated, the better your, your chances for survival. But definitely where it doesn't really matter where you contract the, the, the disease, you can be treated anywhere as long as they have a, an effective way of di- diagnosing and treating you.
0: I am aware, Jayshree, that uh, right now the entire globe has got its eyes glued on uh, COVID-19 in terms of research, in terms of availability of medication and treatment, and the likes. Has this caused any, uh, you know, backseating of the malaria treatment and research?
1: Well, actually not. What, what we were very concerned about initially was that because of the major push to produce drugs and diagnostics for COVID, that it would reduce the availability for, of diagnostics and treatment for malaria. Um, so in terms of that, there was a big push and a major demand um, among major organizations, particularly the WHO, to ensure that countries had the essential amount of diagnostic tools or, or treatment. So there doesn't seem to have been negative impact on that. In terms of research, I think most of the people that were involved in malaria research have tried to keep going on with it. But what it has impacted is being able to go into the field to, contact re- uh, to conduct your research just because of, of the COVID-19 restriction. Um, but in terms of uh, you know, people trying, stopping research to move on to COVID or being, not being able to carry on the research, it hasn't impacted so much.
0: Well, it's good to know that uh, we are still on on the tracks when it comes to malaria Uh, research and the treatment will be readily available. Uh, Are there any campaigns around educating frontline health workers um, with regards to understanding that the symptoms for malaria and COVID-19 could be very similar and that uh, healthcare workers need to check for both?
1: So, yeah, I mean, there have been definitely... um particularly now with the malaria season starting, um, there's, there have been a lot more awareness campaigns going around and we've tried to get the message out more frequently. And we're also trying to make sure or remind healthcare workers that a number of infectious diseases that are found in Africa also present with fever. So the first thing that you see fever is not only COVID. You need to consider a lot of diseases. So I think that's a message that we're just trying to get across um, to everybody, that fever does not always equal COVID. There are lots of other diseases, so you need to consider a wide range of of diseases.
0: Jayshree, thank you so very much for giving us this update. I think it's very important for us as South Africans or Southern Africans to ensure that we are kept abreast with regards to communicable diseases. We really enjoyed uh, having you on the show.
1: Thank you so much. Take care.